I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. There's a lot of fear clawing at our lives right now. We'll get through it. At least most of us will. This is not the first time that we have faced down fear. Here's a little history of what we've been through. The Boston bomber gave us a gift. Fear. It was a little like 9-11, the kind of day when you wake up screaming and then you realize you were never asleep. You always remember where you were and what you were doing when you heard about terrible things. Like when the first plane went into the World Trade Tower on 9-11. Let me go sit down on my comfortable, big, manly, black leather papa chair before I fall down. And just thinking about it makes me feel like I've swallowed a sack of cement and it's beginning to harden. Do you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes at a radio station when terrible things like that happen? Well, let me tell you a personal story. Once upon a time, all the way back when Louie Louie was all over the radio dial, I met my lady Wonderwench at WBZ Radio in Boston. She was in charge of the commercial schedule and I was on the air. Radio was different in those days. And no radio station in the country was as different as WBZ. It was a giant. It was an everywhere station. Walking down the beach on a nice summer day, you didn't need to bring your own radio because all the radios on the beach blankets were always tuned to WBZ everywhere. It was before cars had air conditioning, so when you stopped for a red light with the windows rolled down, WBZ was on the radio in the car next to you. And when we broadcast our Christmas show from Boston Common, cops had to come and close all the streets around the park to accommodate the crowds. That's what I mean by an everywhere station. There have only been a few stations like that. WABC in New York, WLS in Chicago, KDKA in Pittsburgh, KFI in Los Angeles, few of them. Monster, 50,000-watt radio stations that pretty much covered the whole country at night. They were the stations on the transistor radios that kids hid under their pillows to hear Louie Louie and can't get no satisfaction. And she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those stations also had real people on the air, guys who told jokes and stories, and every once in a while kept callers from jumping off tall buildings between the music. Real people. They were real human beings. And they had other guys who really cared about the news. They really cared about keeping you informed about what Castro was doing with his Russian rockets and what Martin Luther King's dream was all about. And and Dallas and John F. Kennedy.
John F. Kennedy from Boston. Unless you were there, you can't possibly imagine the horror of that day in Boston. Try to imagine telling jokes and stories on the radio that day, telling jokes and stories to people who walked the same streets he did and went to his church on Sundays and to the same parent-teacher meetings. Most of the guys in the air were in their 20s or early 30s, and we were pretty good at jokes and stories and, and, and some other things too, but only the old man, Carl DeSouz, really knew what to do. Carl taught us all a lesson, one that helped me when Martin Luther King was shot and when the Newark riots broke out while I was at WNBC. Carl was <laughs> ancient as far as the rest of us were concerned. He, Carl must have been in his late 40s, good heavens. While we did record hops for some extra bucks, Carl did lectures based on his world travels. Carl knew the Kennedys personally. He often hung out with them at Hyannis on the Cape. Carl had been WBZ's morning man since 1945, and he understood what radio was really all about. It wasn't just jokes and stories and rock and roll and news about people far away. Actually, now that I think about it, it was partly about telling stories. It was also about being a friend, a friend you could count on when you hurt to do whatever he could to help, including telling you some stories to make you feel better. Carl took the station's remote broadcasting unit down to the Common. Common is a park right in the middle of the city. And he told stories gently for hours about the dead man we knew as the president and he knew as a friend. That's the kind of thing that goes on behind the scenes at radio stations on terrible days like that. Been there, done that lots of times. This time, the night of the Boston bombing, I sent a note to Peter Casey, the program director at WBZ, and the note says, I would give almost anything to have been on the air with you tonight. I was on the air when JFK was shot and we King was killed. I always felt like I could put my arms around the people who were listening. The station was like a giant shoulder for people to lean on, sort of a gentle place to fall, powerful, helping hand to stand up again, taller and even stronger than before. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear, and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. A couple of laughs are always good. So, 16 of the top 20 U.S. cities most often hit by hurricanes are located in Florida, and most of them were still there the last time we looked. The record for the fastest animal on Earth, believe it or not, it's held by a cow. She traveled 120 feet per second when she was dropped from a helicopter. I have no idea why. And on the always fascinating subject of cows, the smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that veterinarians can now detect fraudulent utter beautification schemes used on county fair show cows. I 
I think it must be kind of a quiet life when the biggest excitement in town is a cow with low-cut cleavage. And the answer to the question we asked last time, who said sex is the biggest nothing of all, it was Andy Warhol. 73% of the women got it right, only 43% of men got it right. Dicks the Tales, they take your mind off your mind. Well, housekeeping here, if you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot from Amazon.com, would you please tell a friend or a couple of friends because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. I put some of my note to WBZ's program director, Peter Casey, up on the blog as a dicky quickie last week, and he got lots of reactions. Here's a note that'll give you a little bit more of an insight into what happens at a radio station at terrible times. It's from a radio guy by the name of Mike Tierson. Mike says, quote, I understand. I was on the air the night John Lennon was killed. It was one of the most difficult nights I ever had on the air. That special relationship between us behind the mic and the people at the other end is a bond to be valued. Yes, it is. But how about what goes on at the other side of the mic? That dicky quickie note I put up on the blog got a lot of attention. And here's, here is a note from a woman I am really proud to call a proud podcast participant. It's about her reaction on that terrible day in New York. Ellen's a doctor, and she says, quote, Your thoughts about how broadcasters feel on terrible days are important to those of us who are physicians and other first responders. On 9-11, many of us had only handheld radios to keep us informed and to comfort us as we faced an unknown enemy in a fearful future. I left my midtown Manhattan private practice office heading downtown on Fifth Avenue toward the towers to help that day. I was wearing my white coat with my stethoscope in my pocket and my hospital ID in one hand and, of course, my radio in the other. I was wearing heels. I didn't have sneakers or flats with me. And I was, of course, praying, end quote. Well, praying's not a bad idea. Looks like the bad guys may be sneaking out of their holes. And that means some of our people are going to get hurt. But if you're scared, don't be ashamed of that. Because it's only when you're scared that you can have courage. Having courage doesn't mean you're not scared. Having courage means you just know there are things that are more important than fear. So, the Boston bomber gave us a gift, fear. Because among other things, a good hard shot of fear can be a sudden reminder that you're alive. What a gift. Okay, time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. 
much better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.